Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and my my co-host with the Iron Stomach is Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. Of oh, you. <laughs> man. that was that was Magna's bright idea, and I was dumb enough to go along with it. That is the hottest thing. <laughs> I, if, if any of our listeners do not do the one chip challenge. What kind of chip was that? Because I actually didn't make it through the entire video. I just, but I did see, you know, when you were. I, I don't know. It was just, it was one chip, which is $7, by the way. One, one chip. And it was just, I mean, it was like a tortilla chip, but it was like black with like green and red specks on it. I knew I was in trouble as soon mm. as I, as soon as I opened it and smelled it. It mm. was, it smelled awful, but we went through with it and it about killed us both. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, last time I actually, I did try to click again on the video today. Uh, and I actually saw where somebody said they were having problems getting to it. And you said, okay, it should be fixed now. I tried clicking yeah. on it and it said it's been removed by the uploader. Yeah, I fixed it. Did you? Okay. So I'll have to, I guess, refresh it or something. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> All right. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, sorry to bore y'all with that, but that was just some kind of cool stuff. That's why <laughs> today, Dwaylon is the man with the iron stomach. <laughs> and um, today we are going to be talking about something. And while I, I say every topic we have is interesting, but I think in today's times, when, when it comes to wrestling, I think it definitely applies. And that is, has the tide turned in the favor of AEW? Are now, are they the actual new number one game in town? What do you think, Dwellin? I believe they are. Just, I mean, the way they've been positioning themselves, the talent they've acquired, um, I believe they're the number one company right now. Yep. Has has the power balance completely shifted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that was the yeah, the title that I texted to you. We're like, hey, yeah. let's go, let's go for it. And because I mean it's the truth. I mean, that's you know, and I think it's something that needs to be covered. Some people may disagree. They may say, well, WWE is kind of retaining, you know, a little something, something. But, you know, but we may say, well, I don't know, because yeah, it's, it's something you have to really examine it. But that's what we do. But before we start, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you'd like to email us about anything, especially feedback, please give us some feedback. Because we're coming up with ideas, we'd actually love to hear your ideas as well. But it, the email address is armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on YouTube. And I'm going to start loading the audio up on YouTube as well. Okay. And we recently uh, created a TikTok channel at armchairbookingpodcast. And you can listen to us uh, just about anything that actually hosts any kind of podcast because I actually discovered another one. And it's also the same one that actually has our rankings. Uh, the one, remember the one that, yeah, the one that I showed you? Yeah. Um, and we are currently ranked, as of right now, this second, we are currently ranked number 159 for wrestling podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Wow. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Yep. And the platform that I'm using to find these ranking, rankings is Podbay. That's another one in addition to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Amazon Music. You know, so uh, I believe I got everything. Have I missed anything, Joylan? Yeah, I believe you got it all. Yep, and we keep adding them. We keep adding them. 
I know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm going to try to add us to Pandora as well. Even though somebody told me nobody listens to podcasts on Pandora, they're almost done. I'm like, well, there may be somebody who does, and yeah, you never maybe, know. Maybe one or two people. We got to yeah. get the word out there. Uh, so there's got well, I was going to say what are what is all the wrestling news that's been happening? But a lot of that news and the rumors, and I guess it's just rumors and innuendo at this point. It's going to come out in the show itself today. And I think one of the biggest ones, Draylon, is you think Kevin Owens might be heading to AEW? Um, I could see that. He's got, um, like, he put that little cryptic tweet out about Mount Rushmore, and that was the group that he was in in uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. It was him, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole. Right. And so he has, you know, he has people there that he's close to. Him and Daniel Bryan are still close. Well, Brian Danielson, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I could see him going, especially since um, his contract was one of the ones during the pandemic that got shortened. He, his contract originally wasn't supposed to end until 2023. Um, but when the pandemic started and some contracts got altered and his was one of them, it got shortened. So January 2022, I'm not exactly sure the day, but he'll be a free agent. I I don't see him resigning because I think he's hit that ceiling in WWE because he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit that image that Vince thinks that a pro wrestler is supposed to have. He's not he's not six foot six and carved out of stone. He he looks like an everyday guy. Yes, he does. And a lot of the reason I, I've I've liked Kevin Owens since Ring of, his early days in Ring of Honor. Saw him in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, NXT, you know, main roster, all that. He's a talented guy. He's great on the mic, but for me, he looks like an everyday guy. He's very relatable to most of the guys out there because most of the guys don't look like a John Cena or a Batista. Right. Most, you know, most of us are not built that way. A lot of us are built like Kevin Owens. We can relate to Kevin Owens. He looks like an everyday guy. He's pudgy. We're pudgy. Yeah. That's yeah. why we like him. But the guy can go. I mean, he's, you know, you look at him and you're like, he's not going to be able to move like he, he's not going to be able to move that quick. The guy's quick. Mm-hmm. He can do aerial stuff. He's a technical wrestler, power guy. Like I said, great promo. I could definitely see AEW will definitely snatch him up if he becomes free. Oh yeah. And I know a lot of people, they are actually also bring, they all bring up the bringing up that if AEW overstacks their roster, they might run into the same issue that WWE has had in the recent past where they had too many people on the roster and they were keeping them just for the sake of keeping them. So they wouldn't go to AEW. I was thinking about that actually earlier today, but the difference is like, AEW has these relationships with other wrestling companies. So they've got, if they don't have a certain spot at the moment for this handful of wrestlers, those wrestlers could go to Impact and work and do storylines in Impact or go to New Japan and do storylines in New Japan and wrestle matches there. There's a lot more flexibility with AEW. With WWE, you're in that bubble and if you're on the roster and you're not getting used, then you're just sitting and catering. Yeah. And I feel like with AEW, they've got 
they have that mindset to where we're going to get everybody on the show eventually where we're going to kind of rotate things, but we also have these other opportunities. If you want to go, you know, wrestling this company for a while or wrestling this company for a while, but you're still part of AEW. Right. And sending them to impact or sending them to new Japan, that's not them sending them to developmental. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, it's, more, it's two well, legitimate wrestling companies. Right. Uh, and it's more or less the same, I guess, level, even though we know AEW is a bigger company. They have more mm-hmm. money than Impact, but it's it's almost like you're going from a, a team like the Yankees to a team like the Pirates. Because, right. you know, big market, smaller market. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's nothing against the Pirates because, I mean, they've they've had their, their share of hitters, too, and yeah. good season so but yeah wwe they don't have that they don't have that system where they can send them out because and sometimes when wrestlers get hurt now they will send them back to nxt once they rehab in fact ember moon yeah. she's she, she's an example of that yeah yeah because she um she got hurt and she got hurt pretty bad i don't remember what it, what it was was it her back or knee no i think it was her achilles Ooh, oh oh well, that yeah, hurts even worse that. Yeah, I think it was her Achilles, and they were she at one point she didn't know if she was going to be able to come back or not. Oh wow! Um, but now she is back, and I like seeing that because I like Ember Moon, and I'd, yeah. I'd I'd like to see her for the main roster. But then again, I'm thinking I'd like to see her somewhere else. <laughs> you know, maybe well, it's just I can't I don't understand how there's such a huge disconnect between. NXT and the quote unquote main roster, which that disconnect is going to shorten with Vince and Bruce Pritchard stepping into, you know, they're basically taking over NXT. So, but it's like, look at Karrion Cross. He comes out, you know, great entrance. The guy's already, always been a great talker. Independence, he was an impact. He's always been a great talker. He's good in the ring. He's got the charisma. He's got that presence. The entrance was great. He gets the main roster and they strip everything away. They don't bring, they don't bring Scarlet with him. They don't have the awesome entrance like he had in NXT. He just comes out with his name on the Titantron and they still have the music, but it doesn't have the same effect because they, they stripped away everything else. And then they've got him in this ridiculous getup like this this mask and this thing across his chest and everything and it's like did you not see what worked over here <laughs> just have him do the same thing over here because Vince acts like nobody watches NXT so when they get to yeah. the main roster then he's got to repackage them it's like all oh, because nobody knows who they are everybody knows who these people who these people are and I think that's the weird thing it's almost like Vince and you know it may be some of the people directly under Vince I know Bruce Pritchard can't be one of them though because I mean if you listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast he will openly talk about other companies you know yeah. not not current stuff he, he'll even say I will not comment on current stuff just because I mean uh, right. it's too inside baseball because he's got to worry about um keeping a lot of stuff not kayfabe but if stuff it, he doesn't want to give away stuff right right and, and that, I, that's 
that's business. That's completely right. understandable. Exactly. But he's worked, he's worked for Impact before, so he's not, you know, he knows there's other companies out there. I don't, I don't feel like he has that mindset, but Vince absolutely has that mindset that he's the only game in town. Right. And in this day and age, he is not. That, that was true in 2001. But in 2021, no, that mm. is not the case. And the sad thing about Triple H having to leave, and this is actually something we just found out, what, yesterday? Yeah, I found out. I saw it last night on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, because you sent me the link uh, to Twitter, and I was like, huh, okay, that actually explains then why Triple H was not part of it. Triple H had heart surgery because they said he had a, a quote-unquote cardiac event, I think. Is yeah, what, you know. they said it was a, a, gen, a genetic heart defect type thing right and, uh, and definitely our thoughts and prayers go out for you know to have for a good recovery yeah um, because and I, i'll tell you what i've i've seen some people on twitter just get nasty about it it's like do you realize it, it, this is a human being we're talking about yeah this is this is still a man with a wife and children at home you know he's got a family that loves him and wants him to be here and it's like it's not necessary to, you know, you don't poke fun at somebody like in that type of situation. Right. And, you know, somebody can be a keyboard warrior all they want to. And this is the only, the only way they can get away with saying something like that about Triple H. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, and in this case, I can tell you now that when he went to the hospital, the hospital didn't say Mr. H. They said, Mr. Levesque, you know, right. you're up. Yeah. So. But that's the that's the reason why he had to step down from NXT, and I mean, and so he's going to be out for an indeterminate amount of time. I mean, that's yeah, you know. Uh, so Vince and Bruce are going to be taking over over there. We're basically it's going to be Bruce. He's going to be taking the reins of NXT. Is Bruce running SmackDown or is Bruce running Raw? Bruce is running SmackDown, I believe. Who's running Raw? No, on that. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was with. He might be with Raw, but I thought he was with SmackDown. But is, is Laurinaitis running the other one, whichever one Bruce isn't running? Um, I don't know. From what I've heard, he can't be. He can't be running SmackDown because SmackDown's too good for John Laurinaitis to be running the show. <laughs> exactly. And here's actually something that I think should have been a big flag for Vince when one of your main executives, your, your, one of your main agents, when his son-in-law leaves you and goes to work for your competition, mm -hmm. that's a big flag. Yeah. And if case people don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Daniel Bryan Danielson. And yeah. that, that's the only way we could say the name because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. You know, Daniel Bryan Danielson, you know, knows Daniel Bryan in WWE, now knows Bryan Danielson, his actual legal name in AEW. He is married to John Laurinaitis's, well, I guess, stepdaughter, you know, so I guess mm -hmm. he's a stepson-in-law, but either way, they're family. Yeah. And he leaves on purpose to go work for the competition. Yeah. And this is a hundred and, like I said, 118 days after he headline or he was part of the, the main main event on the second night of wrestlemania and yeah. actually i screwed my math up the other night i said six months no that's four months actually that's mm -hmm. not even that's not even four months yeah because he he main evented 
the second night of WrestleMania. And then his last match was against Roman. You know, if he lost, you know, storyline, if he lost, he'd leave SmackDown. That's because his contract ended the end of April. Right. So he had to wait his 90 days and then signed with AEW. I did read that a lot of uh, the a lot of the reason that he did sign with AEW is because he wants to wrestle in Japan, which they will let him do, and right. WWE wouldn't. And uh, another reason was the way that AEW um, respected Brody Lee when he passed, and the way they handled that situation. And he said that was a big thing. He said because he was friends with Brody Lee and he said that was a big thing. He's like, especially for a company that he didn't wrestle for that long, but he meant enough to them for them to do, put aside all their storylines and all their work and do a trip, a two hour tribute show to him. And I mean, basically all you got from WWE was a little thing at the beginning of the, of raw talking saying that he passed away and he wrestled in wwe and nxt and it's like that you can't do any more than that just because who cares that he worked for your competition the man worked for you for years and he passed away unexpectedly you could have done a little bit more because i believe when wwe they they had the little card up there you know it said of course in memory of but it said john huber which is you know that was Bertie lee's actual name but then it's it had in parentheses Luke Harper, which of course was his WWE name, his character name. And I'm thinking y'all could have put Brody Lee as part of that as well. We get that he's yeah. Luke Harper for y'all, but yeah. Brody Lee somewhere else. And then when I thought this was a, a a more classy act of the wrestlers who came out wearing like Brody Lee, like in the yes. armbands and stuff like that, yeah. they didn't have Luke Harper; they had Brody Lee. Yeah. Yeah, the wrestlers. When I when I say that they didn't do a lot, I mean upper management. Because yeah, upper management. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the wrestlers showed nothing but respect to Brody Lee, but that was a that was a a huge factor in Daniel Bryan going to AEW because he saw how how they treated Brody Lee coming in, how they treated his family when he passed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And that was a big thing for him. Yeah, they immediately retired that particular title, at least the title belt. Yeah. No, and they said now his son is, you know, negative one. He is that champion for life. And lifetime TNT champion. Yep. So they've taken care of, you know, his family, even now. I mean, here it is a year later, almost a year later, and they're still, you know, making sure that they're taken care of. Yeah. And that to me is a good company that you would want to work for. Yeah. You know, and, but along with Daniel Bryan, because the WWE, they released Daniel Bryan. So I'm just going to stick with that name for right now. But, yeah. But along with him leaving, of course, there have been some of the other releases, you know, your Braun Strowman's, your Bray Wyatt's, Adam Cole, who one week he's, he's in NXT. And then yeah. a week later, he's at their paper at the AEW pay per view. And you think the audience was waiting for him? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they automatically started chanting his name until he, you know, gave a, a, a thrust kick to, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, Austin, well, he, he immediately flipped. That was, like I said, that was the quickest face to hill turn I think I've seen ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, of course, Daniel Bryan came out mm-hmm. two minutes later. And so that was two of the four debuts we had that night, along with Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot. And everything I've read, in fact, what to say, was it one of the podcasts? I, I'm getting to the point now that I'm listening to some of the wrestling podcasts. I have to make sure I don't accidentally duplicate what somebody does. <laughs> yeah. um, but one of the things I was listening to, and it may have been on something on YouTube, it said she was drastically underused in WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have yep. done so much more with her. I mean, she, oh, had yeah. her, she had her own faction, you know, the Riot Squad. And, and they were, when they would come out and it was just the way they handled things, I mean, they looked like what you'd expect a gang to do. You know, one's on this side of the ring, also the other two surround us, so you're not getting yep. away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, they're going to give somebody a beatdown. And they they always did things as a group. It didn't matter what was going yep. on. They, so, they, I mean, it made them look unstoppable. And I do realize that somebody got hurt. And so, they, and in fact, Ruby Ryder herself got hurt at one point. Yeah. But they still should have, when she came back, they still should have put it, gave her that push again. And yeah. she never wanted any kind of gold, as far as I know. Nope. And she, she had a couple of title matches. She had a title match in NXT. She had a title match against Ronda Rousey. Um, but we are, I mean, everybody knew going in, they weren't going to take the belt off Rousey to put it on Ruby Ride, even right. though they should have. Even but, they should have, yeah. And because yeah, I think Ronda Rousey, um, uh, I mean, th- this is an idea for another show. Yeah, you think that was a failed experiment? Possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, but not only did they have those releases, but, and, and this is one of the reasons I'm looking at, you know, one of the things I put in, in my notes that, you know, you can see, have my notes all right here. Uh, mm-hmm. Too many negatives for WWE compared to positives for AEW. And the, all the releases, the, you know, we could count on both of our hands, both of our feet put together, and we still wouldn't equal the amount of people that were, have been released by WWE in the past yep. year. So they have all those releases, plus too many unwanted returns of part-timers. Goldberg, yeah. you know, I, I think Goldberg would be the main culprit in that one. You know, then maybe Brock, then maybe even John Cena, who says, yeah, y'all need to stop using part-timers so much. Yeah. Now, now pay me. At least. At least with John Cena, he came in, he did the job to Roman. He left. And bounced out. Yeah. I mean, he 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 helped, you know, Roman's already over, but him beating John Cena puts him a further, you know, further mm-hmm. notch of being over. John did his job and he left. I I'm gonna have to wait and see what how they handle Brock Lesnar, but with the Goldberg thing. He comes in, and John Cena worked a full. I mean, he he worked a full schedule when he came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was only back for a little over a month, but he worked a full schedule. He worked TV and house shows. You know, he worked all month long building this program with Roman Goldberg. On the other hand, is doing a couple spots of TV and a pay per view, and now he's gone. But they're still got the lingering feud over here with Lashley so Goldberg's gonna come back I guess in a few months and they're gonna pick that back up 
And what is it? What good is it doing for the company, especially when you're elevating somebody who wrestles, you know, what seven times a decade, and yep. you're you're elevating him up to the the main event title match over yep. everybody who's been there. Yep, it, it doesn't make any sense. And with the he, the injury stoppage, that was such an odd way to end a match. That was, I didn't understand that, but it was probably one of those things where they weren't going to have Bobby Lashley beat Goldberg clean. Right. So they had to come up with another way. I'm just assuming that from just the way the match played out, that's the only thing I can think of is that, oh, well, we can't have Goldberg get pinned. So we have him be injured and do the referee stoppage. Right. And that way he loses, but he doesn't look, bad i'm not gonna say he looked good but I mean, i'll say he didn't look as bad losing yeah and that it, it just it just stopped it's like um it's like all right what, uh, ah y'all suck <laughs> you know, basically they keep talking about building to the future and they keep no they keep harping on that and they're like we're going to revamp uh nxt into a true developmental so we can build to the future. And then you keep bringing back part-timers instead of pushing people up the ladder. And this particular part-timer, and nothing against him as a person, because, I mean, I've actually heard that Goldberg, Bill Goldberg as a person, I mean, all the stuff he does for charities, and mm-hmm. you know, he's really big into, um, like, animal charities, you know, and things like that. Uh, he'll actually do... Uh, something similar like the Make-A-Wish Foundation appearances. Yeah. Now, not on the level of John Cena, because obviously nobody's on the level of John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but what he does things like that, and, you know, but when it comes to his in-the-ring work, you know you're not, you're not going to get a long match. If the match goes over a certain amount of minutes, you know he's going to get blown up because he doesn't do as much cardio as what he does, um, you know, lifting. Because he, yeah. yeah, it looks like he does no cardio. And so the, his matches are just not that good. They, they are typically squashes and yes. with three or four power moves and that's it. And that's kind of, I mean, there was a little bit more going on, but it was mostly Lashley. Yeah. And, Lashley was definitely doing the heavy lift. All right. So brought that back and then Goldberg brings his son in. And I'm wondering now, was this a vehicle for him to start introducing his son into the ring? I mean, even though his so. son, his son's only what, 16? I think so. Yeah. So he's not even old enough. So yeah. they need to just not even, yeah, just y'all, y'all wait a few years. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like Dominic Mysterio did y'all wait until he turns at least 18 and, yeah. and Dominic, he must have been training for quite a while, though, when he was a teenager, because Dominic does not look like a, a green rookie. You know, he's not the seasoned veteran, but he looks No, like, he does not. Man. Not sure. Yeah. So, he's that good. Yeah. But now, of course, you know, there's more rumors of more people leaving WWE. Like we mentioned, Kevin Owens. Maybe possibly leaving. Uh, there was another one that I saw. I will have to go back and look there was another one i saw there's rumors about uh, somebody else leaving but rumors of course more people joining AEW. like one of the ones i saw joining AEW today now 
I hope to God he does not get in the ring because he's already retired and they had a big ceremony, even though he wrestled again for another company later on. But Ric Flair, there are rumors yeah. he's going to be joining AEW, which he's already done some appearances in AAA with Andrade. So, yeah, so, he was at the um, he was at the NWA pay-per-view yes. a few weeks back, too. He showed up there. They had that in St. Louis. And he was uh, he was there because um, Trevor Murdoch ended up winning the NWA world title, and okay. Flair Flair came out and congratulated him. Um, for people that don't know, Trevor Murdoch used to be in WWE. It was him and Lance Cade. Right. They were uh, world tag team champions, but that's as far as Trevor ever got to go. And Trevor Murdoch is an excellent wrestler. He's yeah, yes. He's an old school type wrestler. He reminds me a lot of that Harley Race style. Yep. That that kind of kind of sloppy but smooth and devastating yeah. kind of style. Yeah. And, yes. And Trevor Murdoch, I, I, I'm pretty sure they gave him the name Murdoch because the man looks just like Dick Murdoch, even though there is no relation whatsoever. Yes, really does. I I honestly thought he was related somehow to dick murdoch the first yeah. time i saw him and then found out that there's no relation and i'm like that's scary <laughs> it is and trevor murdoch i mean I, I think the only reason he's even keeping the name is because he's gotten famous using the name but i'm but all the stuff that's been coming out about dick murdoch yeah we mm -hmm. won't be, we won't be talking about him very much <laughs> no. he may have been a decent wrestler but as far as being a human being no um, yeah no. we'll just stay away from that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, yeah, but I am glad to hear that about Trevor Murdoch because he, he's definitely paid his dues and he's earned it. But yes. with, with Flair, you know, if he does go to AEW, of course, Arn's there, Tully's there. Even though mm -hmm. I've, I've heard Flair and Arn had a little bit of a falling out because I guess when Reed passed away, Arn didn't call Rick, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So that was however many years ago, you know, you're talking like six, seven years ago now. But, you know, something like that you know, being in Rick's position, I mean, and unfortunately, I mean, I know what that's like. So, uh, but I would have to know the reasons why, because I don't think Arn would do something like that just to be a jerk. Yeah. You know? Because that's. I read though, Flair's kind of burned bridges with a lot of people over the years. So yeah. I don't know how much of that is on Arn and how much is on, you know, on Flair. Right. And if you listen to Arn's podcast, he doesn't have anything negative to say about Rick at all. Mm. You know, so, and I think that's just Arn or Marty Lundy, you know, the person. Yeah. I mean, he's just a stand up guy. I mean, and now he does have some things not so positive to say about some other people. Right. You know, uh, he said some things about, um, was it Honky Tonk Man? Or, it, or there was somebody that, uh, or maybe it was Disco Inferno that he, <laughs> yeah, he lit into him and he, you know, he, um, he got onto him for something, you know, but there, but there are some that he doesn't speak very highly of and, you know, but he also doesn't go on tangents where all he does is just bash them. You know, he just right. says whatever, but real quick. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about something we're talking about. Right. Uh, but with all those people, and I mentioned at the very end of All Out, when we had uh, Brian Danielson, we had Adam Cole, 
come out the two debuts and within five minutes and then not before that of course you had ruby soho before that oh my god the guy who just went against moxley last night uh what's his name Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, at him, and that stirred some people too. They're like, "Ooh, look at mm -hmm. him!" And that one was one I'm pretty sure was very unexpected, and caught a lot of people off guard. But I mean, but that's what they're doing. They're not they're they're surprising people, but in a good way. They're not swerving just for the sake of swerve, Vince Russo. They're doing stuff that actually yep. makes sense. So that pay per view, and. I know. Have you finished watching it? Have you had a chance to watch I the whole thing? Finished, I haven't finished watching it yet, but what I've watched is, oh my, it was yeah, probably the best, best pay-per-view I've seen all year. And that has been the consensus of every review I have read or watched or listened to. They've all said the same thing. They're like, oh my God, that pay-per-view, one of the best ever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and how many, I mean, there's been a thousand pay-per-views. So for them yeah. to say that, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, my God, the, you know, WWE, they put on about 30 a year now. So yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of pay-per-views to choose from. And they're saying that one's one of the best ones ever. I mean, and it was that good. WWE, their recent pay-per-view, SummerSlam, which is supposed to be one of the big four, was okay. I mean, it, it, it yeah. definitely had its moments, but it, it also had some one, the really bad spots, just like what we were talking about. Yeah. SummerSlam, if they'd have cut, if they would have had just the, four or five big matches and left everything else off, then it would have been a great show because right. it was, it was slow going until you got to the bigger matches. They WWE has not, I don't know why they always do this, but if you notice their pay-per-views over the past few years, they have put, they put all of the matches that should have been put on raw or SmackDown. You got all these T you got four or five TV matches booked on the pay-per-view. And then you get your big main event stuff or your big grudge matches and all that stuff. So it's like, who's going to want to sit through an hour and a half of this stuff to get to the stuff they paid, they paid to see. Right. And that's what they've been doing for years. And it's like every other wrestling company kind of sprinkles it in. So you get that palate cleanser, so to speak, between one match and then the main event right and <laughs> and i think this also comes down to them putting on a pay-per-view every single month and so that leads yeah to, it's, <laughs> it's too much i mean it really is I get what they were. I get why they started doing that because WCW started doing that, and they were right. They were having to compete because they were really in a battle for their existence because WCW was just crushing them, mm -hmm. you know, for the longest. So I get why that. But once they won the Monday Night Wars, they bought basically bought ECW. You know, they bought WCW. Basically, they. They basically bought everything of value from ECW. You could have, they should have scaled back the pay-per-views then because mm -hmm. there was no need to have them because there was nobody, there was nobody else putting on 12, 13 pay-per-views a year. So they should have scaled that back. That way they would have gave, would have given their storylines time to develop instead of just hot shot and everything for a month. Right. And you remember there for a little bit, a couple of years ago, because they said, okay, we're doing a brand split again. And then they were doing a 
they were doing two pay-per-views a month, one for each brand. Yes. Yep. And I'm even thinking then, I was like, y'all are going to lose money because... that neither roster was neither roster was stacked enough to carry a full pay-per-view yeah. for each brand and much less one every month except for when it came to the big four then they would they would combine them yeah but when they were running the paper before they had the network and they were running the pay-per-views you know one a month well people were still paying to watch the pay-per-views yeah okay so they're making money network comes about you're not making that pay-per-view money nope because now that money they're now they're like ten dollars a month and i get to watch the pay-per-view every month yep let's go exactly and so but they're still having to pay though for this big event to happen at whatever town which means they're having to have all the logistics and moving the stuff there they're having to pay for all the the special effects, the pyro, uh, all the, well, I'll just call it the Titantron, the, you know, the big screen yeah. to put up. Because um, there's a big difference between a house show and then the shows you put on for uh, a live show and then the pay-per-view shows. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a gradual thing. So they're paying all that extra money, especially when they were doing two a month, they're really paying the extra money unnecessarily. And now... The only the only reason why they say they're making money, and I I believe it because I mean it's an it's publicly traded company. Yes, on the record they are making a profit. However, they're making a profit at the expense of the of the talent because they've cut the payroll. Yeah, and a lot of it, and, and like I've said before, Chris Ahonen actually had a point the other day. He said, "Hey, they they don't have that live crowd, so yeah, they lose the money because of that." And you pointed out, yeah, but no other company has been cutting wrestlers. Exactly. So, Nobody did. Yeah. So now they're getting back and into having the live pay-per-views again because before they were doing it with the uh, the Thunderdome, which was very underwhelming. I, I managed to get on them a few times. One time I was even on TV. And yeah. I actually didn't spot it. My wife did. She's like, there you are. I went, what? <laughs> I mean, it just flashed by real quick. And I don't know how she spotted it. But sure enough, rewinded. Oh, yeah, I had to take a picture. You know, I sent you, hey, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) But they were having, still having to pay the wrestlers. And I don't know if they got bonuses for being on those shows. I mean, I don't know how they're. I know there was, especially like when the network first started up, there was a lot of wrestlers were not happy because that was, you know, they were, you know, there was pay-per-view money that they weren't getting now right. that they were getting before there was uh dvd and blu-ray sales that they were getting before you know a percentage of that they're not getting now because right. wwe doesn't put out i mean why are they going to and from their standpoint why are they going to put out when we've this whole network over here right and but I see the rest of the points. It's like all this revenue that we had, you know, especially the lower tier guys, all the rev, all the extra revenue that they had from the pay-per-views and the, the media sales and everything like that, all that was gone. So it's like, where am I making my money to make it worth putting my body on the line like I do every night? Right. And 
also because they have all those pay-per-views like i said you're, they're hot shotting the stories for a month rather mm -hmm. than let them grow and mature and blossom over at least a three-month period if not a six-month to a year period their pay-per-view quality is just not as great as what it should be it's definitely not as great as what it used to be because yep. they're just doing way too many of them and the tv shows themselves aren't making us want to go necessarily watch the pay-per-view because you know i guess i haven't watched the raw from this past monday even though i haven't recorded but i have watched the ups and downs and it, and it was kind of a split mm -hmm. and it was like nine ups nine downs and they they said they actually started with wrestling for once instead of the formulaic 20 minute promo where they advertised the very last match. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did the tag team turmoil. Yes. That might've been what was first. I honestly have not watched, sat down and watched an entire episode of raw or SmackDown in several years, honestly, hmm. I just watch because raw is just, it's a chore for me to get through an episode of raw. Yeah, it definitely feels I just, like it. I just go on YouTube the next day and check out the highlights and keep up with everything on Twitter. And that's now AEW, I watch every week. And that right. tells you the difference in the programming because you with YouTube and Twitter, you can find out everything that you can keep up with everything that's happening with WWE without having to watch their show. Now with AEW, you need to watch the show. Because mm -hmm. they they don't put everything on their YouTube channel that was on the show. They put a few they put a few things, like they put the uh, the MJF and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. promo. They put that on their channel, but it's few and far between. They want to keep they. I feel like they want to keep it where you need to watch the show. And what do you think about that promo, by the way? Man. <laughs> what did i tell you the other day <laughs> best deal in the business that is i mean that was roddy oh. piper i i think he was actually even more rude than piper and because piper actually there were some lines you know he wouldn't necessarily cross yeah and mjf apparently there there is nothing off limits for him i mean he even he even uh got a jab in at Wardlow when he was like, oh, yeah. you can help me, help me on Sunday? He's like, just go stand in the corner and look pretty. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, he's going to roast everybody. And anytime he's got a mic in his hand, you know it's about to be gold. Because that guy is, man, is he good on the mic. And he's 24 years old. Really? Yes. He is 24. Oh, my. Yes. Wow. Okay, I did. I I thought he was at least in his thirties. No, dude, wow. his dude, his dude is in his mid twenties. He is. I mean, he is. You're looking at the future of AEW for the next twenty years. Wow. <laughs> and the way he he kind of went after, well, Pillman Junior. and then Pillman Junior.'s sister. Yeah. And when he first referred to her as a, how, how about you? They're sixteen and pregnant. Or yeah, something like that. I was yeah. like, okay, he's quick, and then you got to talking about, uh, you know, their aunt, you know, Brian Pillman's, yeah. uh, Brian Pillman's sister. Yeah. Um, 
and it took me a second because they, they caught her ants up and I'm like, oh my God, I've seen her. I've seen her. And then they said, have you, have you seen Dark Side of the Ring? I was like, that's right. That's who that is. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I mean, everybody cheered for her and, and being in Cincinnati, you know, 30 miles away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. And I wasn't able to go. But it looked like I missed a good show. Now, some of the stuff AEW says, in fact, MJF, some of the stuff he says, I was like, okay, I'm really glad I did not take my son to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. some, of it, some of it isn't family friendly, but I mean, and yeah, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't, if I had like a little kid, I wouldn't take them, you know, to the right. show or some of that stuff either. But as far as being an adult, it was, yeah, ama- it, was, it was an amazing promo. Oh, yeah. And I was just sitting there waiting. I mean, granted, he called her Methany. I was like, yeah. oh, wow, that's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you've seen the dark side of the ring, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm pretty sure you know exactly what, you know, yeah, she don't look like no beauty queen anymore. Uh, and she's, Uh-oh. no, yeah, she's had kind of a hard life. But I'm like, I hope he actually doesn't say anything about Brian Pillman himself. And he didn't. So, I mean, I think he knew yeah, where to draw the line, you know, um, and either there, they told him, okay, do what you want. However, but do you. not mention Pillman Sr. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because then you will have the audience. They will jump in here and we will not stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, and it's stuff like that. MJF has been a heel pretty much everywhere. He comes in the AEW. They kind of position him as, you know, Cody's, you know, Cody was kind of his mentor and they position that. But the whole time it was just a slow build to MJF turning on Cody and becoming the star that he is now. And that's how you book stuff. Yeah. Look at the, look at what they're doing with uh, Hangman Adam Page. This this thing with Adam Page has been going on since him and Kenny Omega were the world tag team champions in AEW. They've slowly built this to where I feel like eventually it's gonna Hangman's gonna get that one-on-one world title match with Kenny Omega. He will be the one that kicks out of the one wing angel and okay. beat Kenny Omega for the title. I think that's what they're building to. He took time off to be with, you know, be with his wife and his newborn baby. Right. I would do the same thing. Uh, but Tony Khan said that everything is fine. He asked for time off. And of course, he get you know, Tony Khan gave it to him. But I think when he comes back, I think they're going to continue that build until they get to that point where they're like, OK, here's our match. And WWE never does that. They never build anymore to a long term. They never do a long term story. And that's one of the reasons that's hurting them. Um that's where that power shift is happening because AEW is doing all these things right. They're listening to the fans. They're bringing in top talent. They're doing their stories just, you know, exceptionally well. And then you've got WWE who can't even keep their continuity straight because Mick Foley mentioned that today. Yes. That. They don't even, they just start storylines and then drop them with no resolution or no explanation. And it's just, and they tear up shows. They tear up the script for the show, the, you know, 
the day of or sometimes the hour before and it's like you can't build any continuity if the person in charge is just like no i don't like this particular thing so i'm going to tear up the whole show and it doesn't give the writers any time to actually come up with anything as a replacement and Foley, he, he's saying that because I'm assuming it's his son Dewey who is the the writer. Yes, Dewey is a yeah, Dewey is a writer, and he's yeah. He said I couldn't. He said I couldn't be a writer because you you know you create something, and then to see someone just say no, I don't like that, and just tear it up, and it's like it's got to be disheartening for the writers too. It's it can't mm-hmm. really make make them want to really be passionate about what they're doing because. You're at the whim of a madman, basically. Yeah. And Foley, it's kind of wild to think about Foley all of a sudden has been kind of vocal about this stuff. But Foley, he said, hey, WWE, y'all might want to pay attention. You might want to take notice. Because that one two-minute video he did has gone viral. Everybody's watching it. And they're saying, Vince, you need to listen to him. Yeah. He, He is telling you the truth he's telling you what the fans have been trying to tell you over the past years and there's here's another reason why the tide has shifted in favor of AEW look at the ratings yeah <laughs> you know raw's ratings keep slipping smackdown as far as i know it's been remaining steady but it's not moving up right it's not moving up but it's not dropping yeah it's just kind of it, like even feel right and AEW their ratings have been going up, especially since they got Punk in there. And now they've got all these other big names. Vince, pay attention. I mean, and SmackDown is good, but where I put in my notes, SmackDown is good, but it's kind of shaky right now because really you're going to bring Brock Lesnar back. And has he even made an appearance at SmackDown? No, he's supposed to be on SmackDown tomorrow because they're in Madison Square Garden. And most of y'all, by the time y'all hear this, it'll let you be tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll just say well, yeah friday friday <laughs> on this, friday this, the 10th brock is supposed to be there and they had this thing well what do you mean paul how do you know he's not here Are you still alive with you know and i like roman how he's become that you know like you said i mean he's the tribal chief and he's become kind of a tyrant yeah and i still don't like when paul him because yes my chief my tribal chief I'm yeah. Like, really, really, dude. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, that one—I don't know. I don't, something about that just makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, seeing a uh, one grown man saying that to another grown man. <laughs> you know, oh my tribal chief, and but so that storyline's okay. You know, like where's where are Paulie's loyalties? Okay, that's an intriguing thing. You know, because he he used to obviously, you know, he was Brock's an advocate or whatever yeah. they never said man he was his mouthpiece basically yeah and now he's with roman of course finally they said i always said make roman a hill make paulie his mouthpiece but roman all of a sudden he switched up his promos and now he doesn't even need a mouthpiece right and you know but that so that part's okay becky as a heel and i was trying to pay attention to it last friday uh but i couldn't pay attention as much as what i wanted to there was something else going on and so i was trying to keep up with it but i guess becky has gone full-fledged heel yeah but it's not really working not that i've seen i mean she's still getting cheered even when she's trying to do heel work on the mic she's still getting cheered it's just 
to me, that was just a bad move. Like, it was a bad move, her coming back as a heel. I think later on, if they'd have just slowly built to it and had her turn mm-hmm. heel, I think it would have worked better. But right. just to, again, just to hot shot her into the heel role, basically because you don't have any top heels because Sasha's out. Sasha so, and, ba- and Bailey's out. And Bailey's out. Yeah, yeah. Sasha and, ba- and Bailey are out, and those were your top heels. And so I get Becky wanted to be heel, but it's n- it's not working yet. Right. So that makes SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown kind of shaky. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's intriguing, but isn't it? But is the product good? Well, it was good. Now I don't know what's going to happen with it. Yeah. And then it's immediately followed by Rampage. Yeah. Because I mean, I will switch. I will. I'll make this change channels as soon as SmackDown's over. Boop. I switch over to TNT and I watch Rampage. <laughs> and even that hour Rampage is better than the yeah. hour of SmackDown I just watched. Yeah. Because it really, SmackDown is the better show than Raw, but really that's not saying much. SmackDown, you know, you've got Seth Rollins' work is top-notch. I love heel Seth Rollins. Uh, Of course, Roman's work, the Usos, all that, that's great. Their tag tag division is good. You've got several good teams there. But other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. It's like the same old stuff. It's kind of like kind of like raw if the, if smackdown was an hour i think it would be an exceptional show because you cut off yes. cut out all the filler and just give us the good stuff and another difference in why aws have right now they're putting on the superior product at least on television they're using their wrestlers they're not having them like you said earlier sitting and catering yep and it's not all centered around like the same 10 or 12 folks you know who you enroll they like i said they started the 20 minute promo to basically announce and advertise the match that's going to be coming on as the main event mm-hmm. and then they then they keep going back to it let's show a replay of that oh let's show another replay of it oh let's show another yeah. replay of it so, so finally you're like all right i'm i, I seen it i seen yeah. it exactly exactly <laughs> and you don't want to watch it i was like and and I gotta wait till up to almost eleven o'clock to watch. I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and that's why I DVR it. And well, something else McFoley mentioned that I completely agree with. WWE is really bad about announcing matches, and then the day of the show, whether it's the pay per view or TV, they'll they'll just scrap the match, and then not give you a reason why there's no match. And that's you know. Right. Sasha being hurt, I was like, I was like, how'd she get hurt? That's right, because she didn't show up at Smack or at SummerSlam mm-hmm. because of whatever it is that you know she has going on. Yeah. Yep. And, but they kept advertising it like she was going to be there. Yeah. You you can't. I mean, you can't sell somebody something that you can't deliver. Right. That's why that whole spot. I mean, other than Becky, that's why I feel so bad for Bianca. But other than Becky, that whole scenario was ruined by them advertising up until the day of up until match time basically because that's when they announced she wasn't going to be there and that does Bianca no favors 
even if Bianca knew that day, that does her no favors. There's a hundred different ways they could have booked that instead of just advertising it like it's going to happen and then pull the bait and switch at the end. And then have her beat in 26 seconds. Yeah. Because uh, that, to me, and like you said, I mean, I felt so sorry for Bianca because, I mean, she's been riding this wave and it just keeps getting better and better and better. And all of a sudden, pew, mm-hmm. yep. just pull right, right out from underneath her. Like I said, all for a moment. And that's, that's another thing where the power has shifted, in my opinion, solely in AEW's corner because, yes, AEW has their moments. You know, CM Punk coming back. You know, Sting showing up when he first got there, things like that. But then they build on those moments. Sting has been kind of mentoring Darby Allen. Sting has actually competed in the ring in AEW. CM Punk came back, competed in the ring in AEW, is going to continue to compete. It's not just, oh, we're going to pop the crowd at the pay-per-view, but then we're not going to build on it at all. We're not. We're just trying to get all these moments in place so we can show a video package of WrestleMania moments or Smack or SummerSlam moments and things like that. While AEW, you've got this long-term booking over here mm-hmm. with and- actual payoffs. Yes, because the CM Punk Darby Allen match, I mean, that one was phenomenal. Yes. Um, that tag match, uh, who was it? Was it JR? Said it was one of the best tag matches he's ever seen. Yeah, he did say that. And if Jim Ross says that, you can you can take that to the bank because that, oh, yeah. that man has seen, if it's a tag match to be seen, I'm sure Jim Ross has seen it over the years. Oh, oh yeah. You know, because he's been in the business around 50 years now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, so he's been there, done that, you know, sold some of the t-shirts. Yeah. And although I would like to see this in AEW, and it's just my personal thing, I'd like to see Darby Allen, Dustin Rhodes, and Thunder Rosa. I'd like to see them form a faction, like the, the two faces or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and then have uh, Ruby Soho being there as well because you know she wears like the one leg. <laughs> you know, so we got all the all the two faces there. Boom, there you go. <laughs> but that's just my personal thing. Uh, that's just something that makes that uh, amuses me. Yeah. But and and actually, and, the way the, the way they've been pushing Malachi Black, yes, that was something that WWE dropped the ball on. And you talk about continuity. There was, I think it was what culture wrestling they put out a video fairly recently maybe even today and they were talking about wwe some of the continuity i had forgotten about this whole thing about Seth. i don't know how i forgot about this too seth rollins you know taking people's eyeballs out yes he did that with malachi black and ray mysterio yeah and malachi black of course you know he was wearing the thing over one eye then also he came back and it was just healed yeah and yeah, and, and, and he was out for six months. Supposedly, I mean, I was like, okay, they're they're selling that pretty well. He's gone for six yeah. months. And he came back, and it was they didn't mention it, nothing. Ray no. Mis- yeah, and Ray Mysterio saying that he that was one of the I'm sorry, one of the sickest moments I think I've ever seen in wrestling, where he popped Ray's eyeball out. Yeah, yeah, you know, it looked like he's holding a little bitty gumball in his hand. Yeah, and it looked like this. It looked like the gum, the gummy eyeball you get at Halloween. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and 
and Rollins is over there puking. Now that at the puke actually looked real. <laughs> I'm yeah. <not> lie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, I can't uh I can't watch that. But like, even now on SmackDown, they don't even mention anything about Ray's eye. It's it's right. like all of a sudden he's back with a normal mask and yeah. and like dude, you were you just wearing the little the half sunglasses mask there for a little bit because you know your eyeball was supposedly popped out. Yeah. And ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, and that that's why AW's getting better. Because and I did, yeah, exactly. Because they don't I don't know, they just don't follow through. No, oh, but you were saying you said you uh you did see something. I saw something on um I can't remember if it was, I think it was Cultaholic um, earlier today, and they, they made a very good point. Like, Malachi Black, the way that they've built him since he's come into AEW, and they haven't, they haven't gotten to where they're blurring that line to where it's just not believable. They're not having Malachi Black do anything supernatural or anything like that. He's just this mysterious guy that's come out and has just been taking people out. Mm-hmm. You know, lights go out, he shows up, he kicks somebody's head off, and he's done. And they've, they've positioned him as a killer, not as this mystical being. And he is basically the character that he should have been in WWE because it looked like they were they were building that up when he was still part of NXT. Yeah. And then, then he gets to the main roster. And I don't know if for some reason it just didn't work on that big of a scale or they just didn't push it as well. Because when they first had him as a tag team with Ricochet, I was like, nah. you know, not, not that they weren't a good team, but I was just I wasn't, I wasn't buying it because their characters were so different and they were both really good as singles and you should have had them both as singles. And then I think this was right about the time Kofi mania was starting Mm -hmm. and they had him come out and he was like cheering like that. And I'm like that for his character, that doesn't fit. Right. You know, and and not not that it wasn't nice for him to come out and made because he was a, he was a face and Hey, Hey, Kofi, but it just didn't fit the character. And that's what I had an issue with. And then they did all the other stuff and Vince just didn't understand it. And now he's in back in AEW and it's where the character should have gone to to begin with. Yep. Yep. Triple H understood the Triple H understood the character. Right. Vince never understood the character. And instead of Vince trying to understand the character or just letting the man go out and perform and show him what he's trying to do he's like well i don't understand it so he stripped away all the whole entrance and everything and it's like do you not do you not hear these people over here they know who this man is right and they see what you've done to him so you know of course people are gonna people they're gonna they're gonna lose more and more viewers as it goes by Mm -hmm. because AEW is the place to go They've positioned themselves to where we treat our wrestlers good, our product is good. This is the place to be. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. So, last note I have was, what do you see happening 
you know, in the future, like near future and far future, if, if, if it's going on the same path they are right now? If it goes the same path, that WWE is looking at another WCW on their hands with the exception of I don't feel like AEW will make the same mistakes that WCW did because I don't think Tony Khan is going to let that kind of thing happen like Eric Bischoff did because Eric Bischoff let Hogan and Hall and Nash pretty much do whatever they wanted to do and pretty much run the show and I don't think Tony Khan is going to do that even with you know, the Bucks and Omega and Cody being, you know, EVP. Right. Yeah. But I think Tony Khan still has final say, and I don't think he's going to let it go that way. And I don't think any of those guys would pull anything because I feel like they have way too much respect for the business. And I think that, I think AEW is just going to continue to grow and get stronger and stronger. And I think they're going to, overtake WWE because WWE is too focused on being an entertainment company when it says wrestling on the marquee. Exactly. And one of the things also I kind of want to point out, and that's just something I read is either today or yesterday, the AEW, they will not have creative control in people's contracts. Right. That's like, right. Yep. Like what the Hogan had, Nash had. Yep. And they wouldn't have this thing about, well, I'm going to be the highest paid person. Nobody's going to make more money than me. So that means if you bring somebody in for one-time appearance for $10 million for that show, you better pay me $10 million as well. Yeah. So they're not going to have that because Tony Khan's a lot better businessman than apparently some of the people running stuff at Turner were, you know, or what they were allowing. Yeah. Part of it was Eric and he even admits, yeah, he made some mistakes. But then the creative control where they're allowing some some of the the wrestlers they're controlling everything, not just their own contract, but they're they're in essence indirectly controlling yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. You're saying, okay, well, I'm not going to do that with my character, and well, somebody else's character depended on what they you know this particular action of a different character. So if they're not going to do it, well, now they're stuck, right? You know, because yep. they they all play off each other. Mm-hmm. So they don't allow that, but also you look at Tony Schiavone, Arn Anderson, they're two people who were part of WCW when it folded. Yeah. And Schiavone, especially because he's talked about it. He knew when WC, he knew they were done for long before it actually happened because he saw how they were just spending money hand over fist over things they didn't need. He said, why do we need all this pyro for nitro yeah you know why do we need that we don't you know so you're spending more on pyro than what you are on some of the like lighting we need lighting we don't need pyro right and you know of course arn arn at of course he was still with wcw but obviously in the backstage more of a backstage role because you know of his injury and so he was done wrestling but so he was backstage if flair comes back well flair was also with wcw sting there's another one I don't know how yep. I forgot about him. And I know there's got to be some more. Malenko, by the, that point, was already in WWE. So, yeah, him and Jericho were both gone. Yeah. Um, and, and I could go through the roster, and I'm going to find some more, but they could probably look and go, hey, this was going on. By the way, Cody, you were a kid. 
you were still a teenager. Do you remember your dad? He may have been talking about this. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Dustin, you were back over there as gold dust, or where was Dustin in 2001? 2001. trying to think i don't think he was anywhere yeah i think that may have been when he was kind of rehabbing yeah and i think so and but they have all these people who were saying look don't do this you know we're just going to advise you don't make this particular mistake with your money that wcw did and don't have the creative control don't have this uh favored nations clause is what they're they're calling it yeah and Tony Khan won't. He, and that's the one thing also. He's saying, this is my company, you know, or rather it's his dad's company. But I'm the one controlling, and we are still involved. Now, we are going to take care of you because I am a wrestling fan, and we're going to make yeah. sure. To, and whereas WCW wasn't taking care of people, not everybody. They were taking care no. of a select few, but that was about it. And so you have all them there that are going to make sure they don't, or at least try their hardest to make sure they don't make the same mistakes. Whereas WWE aren't paying attention. They're not triple H knows he knows yep. what could happen, Yep. but they're not listening to him apparently. Yep. And, and so it's going to be to their own detriment. So unless they do a real big overhaul, I don't think, I don't think they'll end up folding because there's way too much of a legacy there. Nobody's going to let them just completely go under. Somebody will buy them. Yeah, but it right now that just the the quality product just isn't there. Nope. And Vince doesn't want to acknowledge the competition. It's like, well, you could get away with that when you were going through and you were taking over everybody because yeah. they, you know, they say the lion doesn't lose uh, the lion doesn't lose sleep at night when worrying about the opinions of the sheep. Yeah. Well, but then all of a sudden WCW, they became the lion and then mm-hmm. he had to, and he had to pay attention. Yep. And so then he became the only game in town again. Boom. Okay. We beat them. No, Vince, they, they fell on their own. And yeah. Like, but that's, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like, they always want to, you know, he always wants to say that, you know, he beat them and it's like, you kind of won by default because they kind of buried themselves. Um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, so for Monday, I don't really have anything planned, but we've doing pre- been doing pretty good as far as, um, you know, playing stuff on the fly. So I'm pretty sure something will happen this weekend because this has actually been fun. Almost like coming up with stuff like the last minute, but man, we make it work. Yeah. Yeah. But, but. All right, dude. Well, we will try to figure this out this weekend. And I will, I am planning on going to the Northern Wrestling Federation show in Ludlow, Kentucky. It's actually for Patriots Day. That's what they're calling a Patriots Day extravaganza. I'm okay. going to go into that one. So if I, you know, I will try to give you some results as they're happening, hopefully. I'm, oh, actually okay. going, to, I'm going to bring my laptop and I'm going to see if I can possibly get some interviews with people while I'm there. Okay. Um, cool. You know, now if they have an internet connection, I can use Zoom. If they don't, I'll have to just use my camera on the, right. the computer. Right. I found that out. You have to have internet for Zoom, whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, dude. But until then, I'll be talking at you. God bless. All right. God bless.